When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's the perfect place to go for lunch every day? Heard at Sports Bar and Grill. Where can you watch all of your favorite college and professional sports all season long? Heard at Sports. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Back in, it's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity powered by Heard at Sports. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Give us a find on Twitter, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Follow that. Watch the show there. Hale Varsity YouTube is where you can watch the show. So what is that? Is that? Bill, turn off Bill, your speaker. speaker. Billy Dolman. This is wonderful. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got this for you. I you got, got it. it. I got it. Elijah's yeah. fixing it. Okay. It should I be fixed. It. Okay. And it is. This, we, has, we been a, this has been a rough minute of just production value. It's all right. right At least it's early, <laughs> right? And uh, you got us now? Well, he's no? not going to be able to hear us now, I don't think. Yeah, no yeah. earbuds? Oh, maybe. Mm. He, Bill, you, you can turn your speaker on. I, I worked some magic. Say something. Blink twice. Can I? Can you yeah, hear me? We, we, Is this thing on? We've, we've got you. That's, that's glorious. I love it. A lot to get into with uh, with Bill Dolman. So we were talking worst bets. What was the bet, and what did you pay? Uh, and uh, Steve off the top rope on Twitter. Uh, his take is the bet that Chris Schmidt abstains from an adult beverage for 24 hours. <laughs> he knows my Friday habits well. And uh, his take was this, Nebraska needing to have the offense step up against Iowa to, uh, to beat them. Bill, we'll, we'll get there in a moment. What game is the offense going to have to win in these next six for Nebraska, not just stay out of the way? But I'm sure there were some glorious bets Ooh. that went on growing up in the greater metro area of Fairbury, Nebraska. Is there a bet a wager, college that you had to you had to pay Piper on. Maybe it was an exorbitant sum, or you had to uh, to race down Main Street with your shirt off. Whatever the case may be, all their bets were about hot dogs. Okay, and how many you could eat? <laughs> that was a little, that was an elbow. Wow. You know, you usually those bad bets are made in college, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing there was probably something having to do with uh, drinking something out of a garbage can with a, you know, that, that to me, that there probably was something in there. Uh, I bet you can't and you did and you shouldn't have. <laughs> I, I think, I think that was, and that was a whole life ago too, but I, I think there was probably some type of bet about drinking something, some concoction that had who knows what in it. Uh, and I'm not the only one that would have those kinds of flashbacks. Speaking of college bets, I know some people back in college who made some bets on the fact that the girl they met freshman year was the one for them and they were going to spend their whole life together. And those, oh, those no. bets didn't go well for them. tale as old as time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
I didn't want to go there either, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was, there was, you know, the, the thing about, you know, making a bad bet in college is you, you, you probably don't remember, like me right now, remember what it was you bet on <laughs> and what and what you lost because you didn't remember it in the morning, right? Very fair. So I was asking Junior because allegedly he has snaked his way, and I'm going to completely out him uh, onto some app that allows him to to wager and and I'm Hypo- sure, hypothetical hypothetically money. yes yeah, yeah. yes of course uh and yeah he's like well if you use it dad make sure you use my promo code so i get credit <laughs> <laughs> what is he going to iowa i, I oh, <laughs> wow. wow he has not <laughs> narrowed down his college choices yet bill but this may, this may narrow like them down significantly we may, we may have a front <laughs> yeah his I mean, if he's, he's going to do that, then you know he can't go to he can't cross the border to the east, right? Well, we we, um, now, we now have an alibi. Why didn't you make baseball, son? <laughs> Gambling, so <laughs> it's an NSAA suspension. Yeah. <laughs> Preemptive. <laughs> Preemptive. No, uh, I said NSAA, not NCAA. No, I said NSAA. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, Bill, let's get yeah. let's get to football here, brother, and. All right, if you're going to circle the game, I think Connor and I are thinking Maryland just because of what they've been this year offensively, and that's a game that, that Nebraska could could struggle in or be a little more mortal. Uh, and Elijah had a good point about the offense and you know the wide receiver talk, wideouts needing to step up, some young players, the passing game in general having to get better. As you look at these next six, Winnable and losable for the, the the most part. Is it Maryland for you, or you think it's there's another candidate out there where it's going to be a situation where, okay, the defense is getting bludgeoned, a la Missouri in '97. Offense had to go win it, right? Well, I, I think maybe you know one of the dangerous games remaining for Nebraska is is Purdue um, because I don't think we know a whole lot about them. Uh, they do have a you know a defensive-minded coach over there now, um, and but they did a number on Illinois. But what what does that say? But that might be a game. You know, it's that that midseason lull type game when we would always play Missouri or in the Big Twelve, also a Texas Tech or something where things just seem a little bit off. Uh, that might be one where uh, you know Nebraska's offense is going to have to step up. I'm not, I, again, I'm not sure we're going to see, you know, the, the defense with a performance like we had against we saw against Michigan because Michigan is just a different animal. But I think that defense learned its lesson. Uh, we saw that against uh, Illinois. Uh, you know, you look ahead down toward the end of the season with Nebraska and Maryland. Uh, I would concede that that's going to be a, a challenge that, that could be a, a challenging game. But you would hope that by that time, with it being in November, at home game that they have some things sorted out offensively that maybe those, uh, those young pup wide receivers, you know, have a little dog in them. Right. And uh, they they're starting to make some catches and it's not just, you know, look, we got to look for Fedoni because he's the guy, maybe Malachi Coleman or Doss or Lloyd, you know, those guys are starting to figure it out a little bit more. You would hope that by the time you get to that point in the season, the offense you know, is not it is not searching as much as it is right now. That it has evolved into something 
that people are comfortable with and comfortable running and comfortable taking a chance and making a big play. So, yeah, Maryland, that it, it might be the toughest uh, test, test left at home. And I got Iowa. I understand that. And Iowa's got a good defense. But I would hope by the time we get to November that that offense is at least, you know, grown. Bill Dolman's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. It's Bill Dolman again with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. I was trying to find this stat here in terms of total offense, Bill. And Nebraska, they're pretty far down the list in terms of total offense this year. Uh, let's pull it up here. It's somewhere in the 90s for the Huskers. I wish I had that off the top of my head, but I don't. But what do you think a, a reasonable finish to the year would be for this Husker football team? Because they're currently averaging 342 yards per game of total offense, and uh, that is good for 19 points per game from the offense. That is what the offense is doing right now. What Iowa's is- offense is averaging more points than Nebraska. And if you're just looking specifically in terms of points per game, Nebraska is near the bottom of the pack. They're just below Illinois and just above Bowling Green. So that's where Nebraska's at in terms of points per game. What would be a healthy total of points per game if you throw out the first six games? Just in the final six games, what does Nebraska's offense need to put up a game uh, for, for this team to be successful and go bowling? I'm, I'm more concerned not so much with, with what can that offense generate in terms of point totals. I'm more concerned that that offense holds on to the freaking football <laughs> because that's what's kept Nebraska off the scoreboard. Way too many turnovers in the first part of the season. Seems to, you know, be nothing has stopped Nebraska's offense more than Nebraska's offense. You know, if you can get those turnover numbers down, Maybe you have one turnover in the fourth quarter against Illinois instead of three in the final, what, three possessions? You put 14 more points on the board or at least 10 more points on the board with that short field. You know, that's the problem. It's not their inability to to score points. It's been their inability to hold on to the ball. And that's what's prevented them from scoring. Uh, so if you can hold on and limit the turnovers, perhaps those point totals will go up. Perhaps those yardage numbers will go up. I'm not, if the Nebraska defense, and I think for the most part against Illinois, you know, that defense was forcing turnovers or a special teams came up with that recovery on the, on the kickoff. That was a short field and they took advantage. They scored on the very next play. So the defense turn over the football, Give Nebraska the short field, you know, in, on the other side of the 50 and make it a 40-yard drive. Okay, I don't care how many yards they get as long as it results in seven or three. But hold on to the ball. That's the problem for Nebraska's offense right now. And that stops drives and you can't get any rhythm. You can't get, you know, maybe work somebody else into the passing game besides Fedoni. You've got Marcus Washington, the most reliable receiver they've had for the most part on the wide outside. He's gone now. But if you limit the turnovers, the yards and the points will come. That's what I'm most concerned with with this, with this football team. And the end of the Illinois game was scary. Right. But you had a defense that was willing and able and eager to go shut Illinois down and get the win. Look, I agree. I think that if you hold on to the football, I think Nebraska probably wins like 31 to 7. I don't know if I'm ready to say that the offense scores more than that in that game, but obviously there's definitely a, 
a point differential differential there. My question to you, Bill, is we were talking about how horrible my take was from the other week about saying there's no longer a winnable game uh, on Nebraska's schedule in the West Division. I've come out and said that that was wrong, and I, I think that's pretty clear. So, in your estimation, in the next three games, Northwestern, Purdue, and Michigan State, what is Nebraska's record in those next three games? It could be 3-0. and It could easily be 3-0. and You've got you've got Northwestern who barely beat Howard, uh, Purdue coming to town. You've got Michigan State in disarray. Why shouldn't they be three and zero? Because they don't hold on to the football. Well, exactly. But they 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 certainly could with that defense be three and zero. I know they've got significant injuries offensively. Uh, running backs who are learning learning the position. You've got wide receivers, you know, who are learning how to play college football. But with a defense that has been as good as Nebraska's defense has been, and you have two of the next three at home and a road game against a Michigan State team that has people transferring, they're looking at the portal, they're losing their NIL money, they don't know who their next coach is going to be, uh, their, their attention is elsewhere. That's a game – I don't think Michigan State and Illinois are comp- – well, I think Illinois is just not very good, but Michigan State is, is kind of wayward right now. But those are both road games. Nebraska should win this year that I don't think they would have won a year ago. Right? I think, I think Matt Rule has those guys believing, especially after Illinois, that they can win. And I don't think that necessarily Nebraska's had that kind of confidence the last couple of years that they can go on the road and win a game. Now they're looking back at Minnesota saying, yeah, we should have won that one too. Yeah, you should have. You didn't get that done. You didn't get it done in Colorado. But I think they've got the confidence that they can win on the road that they haven't had before. So I, I don't see why they can't be 3-0 and with that schedule. Bill Dolman's with us, Sale Varsity Radio, at Bill Dolman on Twitter. Bill, what'd you think of the reality series that nebraska's just dropped i think it was thursday night where you had some excerpts from from matt rule and coach ron brown the the first two episodes came out uh, gb rewind is what it's titled i'm sure you've seen on social media rules comments to the squad before northern illinois then also ron brown with the brooke Beringer uh, award uh, that he presented well, it, you know, Matt Rule reminded me of our uh, average Joe sports show uh, pregame routine. You know, that's that's kind of what we do before we get ready to do our podcast. You know, if we die, we die. Um, but, Hold no you know, breath. Is that because you're going to say something wrong or like why? <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you, I, I, I'm, I am so impressed with, you know, with Nebraska. If you go over the years of, of the place of, of, of things that have been innovative in athletics and where Nebraska has been at the forefront of, you know, life skills for student athletes, um, diet, nutrition, sports psychology. Nebraska has been at the forefront. Husker Vision and in-house production. And this rea- this show that they put together is, is just incredibly well done. Uh, we did we did something with Tim Miles when we were at the Mountain West Network that we got incredible access to to Tim won an Emmy with it, mm. um, and you know people have learned that you've got to you've got to market your programs really well. Nebraska just does it. 
you know, really, but at a, at a very, very high level in terms of production quality, the shots, the editing, and they've got a coaching staff that understands you have to do that in this day and age. I mean, congratulations to them that, that they're, that's, you know, that's, a, that's an award-winning product that they have, that they put together. And I, and I, I really respect that. And, you know, you, you have to do it these days and Nebraska's doing it as well or better than anybody else. And Bill, whenever Kevin Durant goes and uh, quote tweets Matt Rule's speech generating 8 million views, I think the social media team has done their job if you're getting that kind of engagement on a speech like that. Yeah. I mean, good on him. And you know, I was thinking, though, when I heard Matt Rule say, you know, give his speech and just get more amped up and more amped up and more amped up, you know, and they were comparing it to Herb Brooks. I was thinking back to one of, you know, I think before we played um, – Florida in the in the Fiesta Bowl in 1996, I think Coach Osborne got before his team and, and read a passage from uh, uh, the Bible from Timothy. <laughs> you know, for God has not given us a, a spirit of fear and timidity, but one of love and purpose and of sound mind. Go get them, boys. <laughs> Sixty-two twenty-four later. Yeah. Uh, you know, to each his own, and, and you know, you, you play the cards. You, you know, you that you can, but Tom was certainly a little bit different, wired differently than Matt Rule, but, you know, they both are kind of cut from the same uh, preacher's cloth, I guess. It was not quite the Christian Peter Christmas ornament pre-Michigan State speech. No, and I was there for that, too, yeah. but, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll hit, we'll hit that next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine Tom getting up there, you know, saying if we die, we die. Uh, but. I love it. Bill, I mean, if he did, if he did, it would have been much more professorial than preacher. Bill, uh, we'll talk next week, bud. Appreciate you jumping on with us. All right, boys, go big red. Enjoy your bye week.